Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of today's Corner Kick Podcast, Premier League Edition. I'm Sebastian Oren, with me as always, Elliot Niblock and Polly Costell. First and foremost, Elliot is just back from a ride, as he called it in bicycling language. And Yeah, it's fancy jargon, right? Yeah. And do you have those padded pants when you ride? I mean, I have a pair, but I only use them if I'm going more than 20 miles. So I just did 10 <laughs> miles today. So. <laughs> wow, what's so funny about that? <laughs> uh, I'm free, I don't know what Seb was trying to do right there, but I think he, he succeeded in his goal. <laughs> yes, I surely did. So anything uh, less than 20 miles, then it's no pads. Yeah, yeah then it's no pants, exactly. Okay, okay. cool, cool, cool. I just did what? eight miles on the exercising bike at the gym and I feel already my thighs are burning. <laughs> it's been way too long since I worked out, but that's what happens when you have a little baby to take care of, I guess. Yeah, that's that's true. She was very good though. She slept through the whole thing. I just brought... <laughs> you had, you have her on the front of the stationary bike there with you, like it was a basket? <laughs> <laughs> no, I brought her in the stroller actually. Uh, so that was all good and fun. Well, let's talk match day 10. It's upon us here. Kicks off tomorrow morning with Sunderland taking on Arsenal. Uh, Sunderland still looking for that elusive first victory of the season. They are dead last. They have two points and negative 10 goal differential. Whereas Arsenal sits in second place. 20 points plus 10 goal differential. This can only negative ten goal differential for like eight nine games into the season when you haven't gotten a win yet. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad when you're last. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it could be worse. I mean, you know, Hull City are four goals worse than they are, and they sit just on the cusp of the relegation zone, albeit in it. Yeah, and they have five points more than Sunderland. I feel like United's goal differential is like around negative ten at this point. No, it's actually plus one. Same thing. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this should only end in one way, but we've seen before that. Yeah, we well, said that like, about last week. Yes. Right, yeah, right, no, like, there's two stories here, like, or there's two school, uh, uh, there's two ways to look at it, and one is that Sunderland aren't actually as bad as you think they are, because they have played kind of well in some games, and then just given up a back-breaking goal late, which is exactly what happened last week. Um, they and have the Ars- kind of played well in some games is the definition of damning with faint praise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, yeah. Arsenal Arsenal uh, maybe are coming back down to earth after failing to score against Borough. And then, of course, the other way to look at it is that Arsenal, it's September, October Arsenal, and Sunderland suck. So that Arsenal should just blow them out. Well, I mean, I mean but uh, Elliot, you know what happens this weekend in England? What's that, Polly? They changed the clocks. Oh yeah, that's right. God, I was, it's it's weird because it's staggered by one week in the fall, but I think it's staggered by two weeks it's in the two spring. or three weeks. Like because there's always yeah. a Champions League game that like gets pushed exactly. to like, three forty-five, and yeah. but that's fine because in the fall it interferes with the NFL on Sunday when they do it this way. Wait, so uh, what does that mean for us though? It oh, it means be... Arsenal have one more week because Arsenal plays Saturday and they change the clock Sunday morning. So Arsenal have one more week of being the really good Arsenal. Maybe we'll even push it to the next international break. But like the next international break is when you can like almost write in pen 
it's pretty. It's Theo Walcott's hamstring. It will pop or something. I, I think it might just entirely liquefy. Actually, yeah. Like, like th- this upcoming international break in in a week or two is when Theo Walcott's going definitely going to hurt a hammy. Like Sanchez might roll an ankle. Let's see. So we're changing on November sixth. Yes, that's correct. right. It's one week. You get Sunday this week, and then Saturday next week, and then and then they, everything syncs back up. Mm. So we'll get to sleep in for an hour. That is nice. On Sunday, yeah. this week. That yes. is very very nice. Yeah. What's the early I'm, game? I'll... Let's see, early game on Sunday. Let me check real quick. It's that's... not a bad one. It's Everton and West Ham. Everton West Ham, yeah. Can wake up, have some brunch. But we're on Sunder and Arsenal. Where? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Back to that one. So, like, David Moyes, figure something out, dude. Like, you're not like you at least got this job with a half decent uh, reputation. Like, you know, because yeah, you flopped at United because you had a small club mentality, but you should be able to do well at a small club and one that promotes from within. Figure it out, dude. How was he? I mean, he wasn't that great in Spain either, though, right? Was he? What was? I'm gonna. Yeah, but you can you can write that off. You can write that off like as oh he he came in mid season, uh, doesn't really know the language, different culture, different league. So you can write that off. Pretty much, you can write off the United and the Spain thing. Except now it's like kind of like being like, oh wait, maybe you can't write it off. Maybe he is just that bad of a manager. Yeah. So looking at his career here at Preston North End, he had a win percentage of forty-eight point twenty-nine. Uh, Everton forty-two point zero eight. United fifty-two point nine four. Uh, Real Sociedad twenty-eight point five seven. And Woof. Sunderland. Since they've only won two league cup games, sixteen point six seven. Well, that's up there with Jose Mourinho's win percentage recently. <laughs> I mean, Sunderland—they were in a bad way even last season, but I thought they would at least be a little better with all the signings he made. But they've been pretty abysmal. Uh, well, he signed all of like United's academy players True. so like there's a reason why those guys hadn't made hadn't made the uh the premier league the first team yet yeah so jermaine defoe he has four goals and nine starts um and that is two-thirds of all the goals they've scored is that surprising i mean we kind of know no but i mean that that's the problem right there <laughs> right who else is well? They don't play Lyndon Gooch anymore. The Gooch. Yeah, I feel bad for Jordan Pickford though, because he's actually pretty exciting. The young goalkeeper. But it's got to be tough playing for Sunderland. Yeah, um, it must. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to our scoring predictions later. But uh, Jordan picking the ball out of the back of the net, Ford. Mm-hmm. I'll see myself. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. Also on Saturday we got Tottenham taking on Leicester City. Uh, Leicester coming in with two straight wins. They got a one nothing win over FC Copenhagen in the Champions League, and then they took a three to one win over Crystal Palace. Uh, goals from Ahmed Musa, Shinji Okisaki, and Christian Fuchs. So good for Musa there to get his first goal for the club, of course. And Christian yeah, Fuchs I'm also scored. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it took this long. Yeah, I mean. 
it's always hard when it comes to strikers and coming over to the Premier League when you're not used to that. I, I don't. I watch some Russian Premier League, but I don't watch too much of it. And Musa, he was really good there, but it's a totally different ball game coming to the Premier League. So yeah. notice, just, notice how Seb is just currently making excuse after excuse for strikers coming into the Premier League. <laughs> hey, at least he's consistent. Yes, exactly. Uh, Christian, Christian Fuchs got a goal. That was his first. That was a nice one, too. Um, I saw a striker come into the Premier League in, like, February, and he hit the ground running. Came over from the Europa League, and he just hasn't stopped scoring until he got moved out wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world's biggest Marcus Rashford fan, everybody. Uh but yeah, coming in with two wins here, though, that's that's good for them. Spurs, meanwhile, you know, without Harry Kane, it's, you know, it's been a bit rough for them here. Um, they lost to Liverpool here midweek in the EFL Cup. They got draws against Bournemouth, Bayer Leverkusen, and West Brom ahead of that. And prior to that, they took a 2-0 win over Manchester City, who's had their own struggles. So I don't really know how much that says, but... I think we like we need to do something. We need to send because it happened again this week. Not surprising because there was a league cup action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it happened again that every Spurs fan like was all of a sudden just you know happy that Mauricio Pochettino just turned turned in a joke of a squad against Liverpool, and they lost. And all the fans are happy. They're like, oh, good, we rotated the squad, so our real players didn't have to play. And we're out of the competition, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It is the smallest of small club mentalities to do that. I mean, and it's why like Tottenham are never going to win the league. I mean, look at that mm. starting lineup. The only like regular player, if everyone is healthy at Tottenham, Eric Dyer is the only first team player that played in that game. And on the bench, and on the bench was like Lamella and Vertonghen, and then a bunch of a bunch of kids. Vanyama also, and then just Didn't- kids. Yeah. And and meanwhile, Liverpool, like they they rotated the squad heavily. They gave their kids a chance. But if you look at the bench, the entire first team is on the bench. Like where it was like, all right, if, if the game's in doubt, we can bring people on to yeah. win this game. Yeah, Same I mean, thing that Manchester City did. I mean, but instead, Spurs fans are so happy that Pochettino punted this competition away. I need all the American Spurs fans who like they think that they're so into this sport and that they're huge fans and we should take them seriously. I can't take you seriously when you root against your team and you root for them to get bounced from the competition. Uh, I need you to go to England and just live with the Spurs fans. Live amongst them. Live amongst the Spurs fans. <laughs> live amongst them in have, the wild. Where you're go back have to Mecca. Ars- you're also going to have Arsenal fans near you and understand how important trophies are. And I understand. Look, I understand it better than anybody. I didn't celebrate. I didn't really celebrate winning against Manchester City this week. I understand the League Cup is the lowest of the priorities, but trophies are trophies. And your club has won one of them in like 30 years. You know, like if you win tro- if you win a trophy, even if it's the League Cup, you can look at everybody else and say, Yeah, but we won a trophy. Yeah. Well, and, especially and like they when they were on the rather... cusp of the quarterfinals, too. You know, it's right, not like they're saying... that far. Right. And I keep and they keep saying, like, oh, I'd rather just get bounced now and finish third than and I'm like, look. You ain't like right now. The league cup is not going to be the difference between finishing like third or fourth yeah. or fifth no. right now. They're just happy they didn't get bounced by Arsenal like last year. Hey, 
<laughs> right, no, that's, like, like, I understand, like, that's, we get this Manchester Derby this week, and it was like, all right, we don't want to lose this, we definitely don't want to lose this, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm so happy we, we won it, it was just like, I don't want to be eliminated by City. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, and I still, you know, like, I understand, Look, it's hard to get excited for the League Cup because it's the League Cup, and who and who cares about it? But I want to win every competition that we're in. Yes. I mean, I, yeah. yes, of course. But I mean, I, I Look, have. I'm in search of that elusive quadruple. <laughs> I've only ever seen it done on a FIFA manager mode, mm. and by Barcelona, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, but looking at Spurs, though, they also have a very important game coming up against Bayer Leverkusen in the Champions League. Yeah, that's for them to worry about this week. Like, at the weekend. You're really going to be like, oh, we're resting our players, like, uh, on Wednesday so that they could play against Bayer Leverkusen on next Wednesday? No, I'm saying, is it going to affect Pochettino's selection for this game? It shouldn't. Right? I mean, you know, if... Anyway, they can't score without Kane. Yeah, but as we said last week, they can't score without an inform Harry Kane who has not yet been on display this season, really. Right. Yeah, yeah they're, they, ho- they they're hoping just... that he'll be back for the game against Arsenal next weekend. Yeah, if he plays against Arsenal, he could score against them. Yeah. He probably, oh God, of course, he's like, he's not. He's going to score a hat trick against us and those are going to be the only no, let's be, scores. let's be reasonable. Let's be realistic. He'll get a brace. Yeah. Um, but this is like, this is the game last year that we all wanted to see. And we never really got to see it because I think they played the second game of the year last year, Tottenham and Leicester. And then they played like January 4th. So like when we got these two games last year, we never, we didn't realize that these were going to be the two teams like really going after the title. So it's the game that like we wanted to see. And now this year, this year, now we get it and Tottenham can't score. Leicester are up and down. They have gotten their butts handed to them in each of their three previous matches right before the Champions League. So what kind of Leicester is going to show up? The question is, is since they have three points in their group already, or nine points in their group already, they are effectively through to the next round. They literally just need to win either one home game or get a draw or something, mm-hmm. and they'll go through to the next round. So does that mean that they can focus more on this Premier League game than they have been uh, in the previous weeks where it's been clear that their eyes have been on the Champions League. I think so. I think they're going to go with the strongest possible team and then make a few tweaks for the game against Copenhagen. Yeah, and I think that that's the right choice as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're sitting pretty with nine points, uh, of course. Like Nine points in Champions League! In Champions <laughs> League, man! Champions League, man! <laughs> yeah, my God. It would be so fun just have a pizza and a beer with him. I know, right? Uh, I would love to. Maybe after a 20-mile ride. Ranieri? Yeah. Ranieri? Yes. Yeah, he drinks wine. He's Italian. He drinks wine. He can have a Peroni. Come on. Yeah, there you go. That's the Or beer of Moretti. There we go. See, I know yeah. two I... kinds of Italian beers. Boom. I mean, they've got some good craft beer over there. There's a place in Florence that has, uh, I forget what it's called, but has a big fat elephant as its logo, and they've got some legit craft beer. El Grande Elefanto. <laughs> El Elefanti. Yeah, so... Seb, our resident linguist. Yeah, exactly. Just making up that one on the spot. 
So, I mean, this is going to be a tough one to predict. We'll, we'll see what we'll think about this when we get to it. Uh, also, Saturday, West Brom taking on struggling league leaders, Manchester City. Uh, six in a row without a win for City. Woof. Coming off that one nothing loss to Manchester United in the derby. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, but there, I I mean, you know, we'll get to the scoring predictions later, but I I think that they're going to be able to unlock even the baseball-capped master of bus parking in this one. <laughs> yeah, but, pa- Paulie. Who just got a one-year extension, by the way. Of course he did. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So look, looking at City, though, uh, Polly, I know you watched at least part of the Derby. Um, I watched the whole thing. I, I had one eye on it in the first half, and then I left I left work. I got home. I fired up the DVR and watched the uh, second half. I did fall asleep at one point in the second half. But <laughs> Do you feel like there's a case that Vili Caballero should be the starting goalkeeper for City? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Bravo, Bravo kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. We we. I mean, we saw City play a couple of the younger guys too. They put in uh, Alex Garcia. Those guys were and, good. Those guys yeah. were the good, the good players. And it just sucks that you know, like United beat them, showing that United because it the League Cup is is the time where you play your young kids. So obviously, United have a nice, better future since they got the win. Oh, wait, United actually just played a bunch of 35-year-olds. Yeah, Rashford was the youngest <laughs> one, of course, and then I think... They actually brought in Michael Carrick. And <laughs> Luke Shaw was the second youngest one, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, dude, yeah, no. I'd be concerned if I were City, though, because they just went up against a defense that was a right-winger, converted into a right-back, albeit um, the announcers in this game actually tried to give Jose Mourinho credit for moving Valencia to right back. And yeah, they said he did play awkward. there. He did play there a few times under Sir Alex Ferguson. It's like, yeah, he also played there full time under Louis Van Hall. Yeah. Um, he's been doing this for 10 years, for five years now. Yeah. Um, he's just been half decent at it for about a year and a half. Um, and then the other three players in the back four were left backs and city couldn't, couldn't get one. Yeah. It was weird. But then again, that's what happens when uh, Louis Van Hall plays his, best and strongest midfield you mean jose yeah that guy yeah yeah Mike, michael carrick under herrera and paul pogba played in midfield for united and then rashford and mata on the flanks and then slatan up front so juan mata got the goal there uh yeah six without a win for city and is there any hope that Vincent Company is going to stay healthy for more than like three games in a row? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a slim hope, right? I mean, Daniel Sturridge has done it. I mean, I feel bad for him because <laughs> he's such a good defender. I mean, he's really, really good, but he just cannot stay healthy. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I it's unfortunate because I think that if through the course of his entire career, if he'd been able to stay fit, more consistently than we'd be speaking about him as one of the greatest defenders, not just of his generation, but probably of, you know, the last 30 years. Yeah. But that's just not been the case. No. And then the, like, you're the, not, wait a minute. You're yeah. going to say he's the best defender in the last 30 I, years. I said, I said one of, right. You know, I didn't say the best, 
but he's not he, better than Vidic. If he was and healthy, he would be he's in not that. Better than Canavaro. There's definitely other defenders that I can't even think of. Yeah, he's not. Be- I don't think that he's necessarily much better than PK, but I think that he deserves to be, you know, spoken of in the same breath. If he PK was has a much more like, well-rounded game. I okay, yeah, that may that may be the case. But what I'm saying is that I think that if if he'd been healthy consistently, like then you could make an argument. Whereas the lack thereof and all the silverware that PK is. Right, so in terms of in terms of consistently not healthy defenders, he's better than Ludwig King. <laughs> wow, boy, that is that is a pretty low bar it's like a bar that you can ollie whoa, over the first whoa, time you're whoa. skateboarding what do you wait Ledley king was really freaking good it's just the whole like i can only play once a week and i can't train thing kind of brought him down yeah because he doesn't <laughs> have he doesn't have any knees when he played he was really good yeah but he was no fabio Cannavaro. oh god yeah that's uh that uh, was a good, good center back. Okay, well, uh, side tangent. Uh, they're going to the Hawth- Hawthorns. They're taking on West Brom. And their last four games have been 1-1, 1-1, 1-1, 2-1 one loss. Whoa, a three-goal thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost to Liverpool last weekend, 2-1. to one, But, they, I mean, they've shown that they can they can muck it up with the best. Yeah, that is their resume. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if Man City can break things down. I mean, it, it's at the Hawthorns, too, so mm, we'll see. We'll see. Sunday, Southampton, they take on Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea in excellent form since switching to that 3-4-3 formation. They did suffer a 2-1 to loss to West Ham in the League Cup. Uh, and, Paulie, I know that you have a theory why West Ham have started winning some games. It's not a theory. I think at this point it's almost a fact. Okay. Well, do you want to share with the class? The police reports are starting to back me up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Correlation between police reports and wins. Yeah, so crowd disturbances at the it's London not, Stadium. It's, it is, they are, let's just say they are correlated in the yeah. positive sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's sad to see. I mean, really. There's no need to fight each other or fight the police, really. Yeah, uh, but that the, that imagine their home. You need to make it their home. You need to make it their yeah, home. Yeah, but that's but that's for them to do by singing in the stands and for the team to do. Any pitch, fan right? base like, can sing. Any fan base can sing. You need to make it West Ham. Yeah, but the, but this is what's this is what's horrifying is like this false logic of the perceived correlation between violence outside of the stadium and success within it, and that's exactly the, the hooligan violence, mindset. Was the violence right? outside the stadium or was it inside the stadium? Inside well, the stadium. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like the, I mean, you know, where you draw the line in the sand, whether it's false. on the sidewalk or false correlation. Don't use the word false correlation. It's not well, false. false. Okay, false causation. How about that? Yeah. Right. Because this is exactly what inspires people to violence, believing that they can have sway over the outcome of the game. And that's what's so disgusting to me. Oh, Some I'm of the things that I find beautiful about sports to begin with is being willing to submit yourself to something greater than you that you have no control over. And, you know, but it just it it bothers me. I 
I hear what you're saying, and I do think that they need to feel more at home at their home stadium, but it just, I, I really, really hate to see this sort of violence. And I think that that exact logic and mentality of, oh, okay, if we crack some skulls, then therefore it's, you know, we're going to christen this place in blood and the team's going to do better. No, no that's I'm, not, not I'm not a fan of it. I know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Anymore, I mean, but it just, these, these are the same. These are the same fans that attacked my team's boss and cost us a shot at the Champions League. And I, I mean, I know you're being kind of tongue-in-cheek about it, but it just, I'm, it really bothers me. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, this is, this is who West, West Ham fans are, and uh, I'd hate to use this saying, but you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, but it's almost can't. just as if like it's almost as if the Premier. And England and, and everybody they've tried. They've tried and it's almost like they just have to be like, you know, like it's like it's like that they're the drunk uncle. It's like, look, we understand he gets too drunk, but like, you know, that's just the way he is. You just kinda have to you sit there, you listen to what he says, and you just ignore it. And I feel like that's what they're doing with West Ham. But yeah, uh make that stadium your own and you'll start winning again. Mm-hmm. Well, the club is putting in motion some plans here to uh avoid further Clashing between opposing fans, creating more. Also confused how we ended up talking. Yeah, about I, I mean it, it is what it is. Because uh, they took that well, win West over Ham Chelsea. Yes, they beat Chelsea. Yes. So, but before that, uh, Chelsea had a two nothing win over Hull, a three nothing win over Leicester, and a four nothing win over Manchester City. So, does that mean five nothing against Southampton then? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait. Yes? So you're saying that their scores are progressing? Yes. Oh, okay. Make that bet. That's a sucker's bet. <laughs> that is a sucker's bet. Uh, All right. You are going to get suckered into Chelsea this week. And, ooh. All right. Yeah. No, you You know ooh, what? I'm going to save this, gonna I save say, this ooh, one for, I'm going to save this one for later when the scores come out. But I'll just, I'll give you this little tidbit. Bit, that's a sucker's bet. Yes, I and I can tell you right now, I'm not going to say that Chelsea's going to win by 5 nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Southampton, they've been good at the back. Uh, they're coming off a one nothing win over Sunderland in the Cup, and then they had a 1-1 draw against City last week in the Premier League. Um, I, I feel like Claude Poyle is doing a mighty fine job there. Yep. So, yep. yeah, good on them, good on them. Uh, Chelsea, we should say, are sitting in uh, fourth place. They're one point behind the trio of City, Arsenal, and Liverpool, whereas Southampton is in eighth place. They are six points behind Chelsea and seven behind the leading trio. Then Monday, we got a real thriller here. It's Stoke against Swansea. Bob Bradley Swansea. Bob Bradley Swansea. Mm -hmm. What a tough draw for Bob Bradley. Two out of his first three games are at Arsenal and at Stoke in a night game in, like, kind of the wintry months. Yeah. How, how is uh, Stoke's home form during night games on Mondays? I don't know because I think the saying is a Tuesday night in Stoke. But I tell you this, the last time they played a Monday night in Stoke, uh, they is went it, crying with their pants down home after Tottenham spanked them. Isn't it just a rainy day in Stoke or rainy night in Stoke? I guess it's a rainy night and stuff. Well, it might rain, so. Yeah, Yeah, so last year when these two teams met, uh, Stoke was the home side. It ended in a 2-2 draw. 
But Silk are also regaining their form. They are, yes. Um, Sheridan Shakiri had a big game as they beat Hull City 2-0 last week. Uh, yeah, he nice looks more goals. like the Shakiri that we saw at the Euros than anyone that we've seen so yeah. far this uh, year in England. The last time Stoke played at home on a Monday night, they lost 4-0 to Tottenham. Oh, yeah. And before that, they also... Or had... that might have been a midweek game if that was a makeup game. Okay. Whatever. Uh, last yeah. time they played on a not Saturday or Sunday at home, on a night game, they lost 4-0 to Tottenham. But Swansea are no Tottenham. No, but Swansea <laughs> are also not in form, and Stoke are rounding into form. Yeah. Yeah, they got two straight 2 nothing wins here, so uh, shoring up the defense a bit as well. Jackie put one back in? Uh, nope. Okay. Well, nevertheless, this is we've been saying it all year. Stoke have the talent. Where It's just when does it get on display? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, no, they've been enjoying Lee Grant. Man, oh, man. That goalkeeper? Yeah. Yeah, he played really well against uh, – I mean, he's played uh, in four games, and he's allowed two goals. He played well yeah, against well, United, didn't he? It certainly helps when uh, Zlatan decides not to finish. Yeah, so Swansea, they are coming off a scoreless draw against Watford, and then before that, they had that 3-2 loss against Arsenal. So... Yeah, we'll see if Bob Bradley. I mean, have you? What have you seen so far, of Bob Bradley, and what is he trying to get Swansea to do differently than what they? This did team doesn't here? quit. They play hard. They don't quit. Um, whoa, uh, this could get interesting. Monday night in Stoke, fifty-seven degrees, ten percent precipitation, eighty-eight percent humidity. Mm. <laughs> That's like atmospheric river stuff. I what, like this doesn't make sense. Tonight, 95%? Like, that doesn't make sense. And over the next five days, that it's going to be at least 75% humidity in Stoke. Yeah. Stoke yeah. on site. United Kingdom weather is what I'm looking at. None of this makes sense. I have no... Is it a... I don't know what fronts are coming in over Stoke, <laughs> so... I didn't know that England ever got 98% or 88% humidity. Well, yeah, it's the, it rains so much. The air is saturated all the time. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's... 57. Yeah, no, that's good for their talented players. That they'll be not a lot of wind. Stokes talented players will be able to do it on a on a Monday night in Stoke. Mm-hmm. Uh Bob Rowley, though, he's gotten this team. He has them playing well. They play hard. Um they scored against Arsenal. Couldn't score against Watford. Kind of mind boggling. Um But yeah, you got I like the direction that he's going in. Like, let's just start to get some points. Yeah. Unless I pick you to lose this week, then don't get some points. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Let's jump into the scoring predictions. Elliot, you're still in the lead. I, you, yes? I, I I lost some ground last weekend. Mm, yeah, you picked three correct games. I led the league with four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was that kind of week. Yeah, but I had the most points because I got two scores correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I said it. I said it. When did I, I realized this after we recorded the show. I said all of us picked only favorites, and I said yeah. that means this is going to be a disastrous week. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that's true. That's what happened. Uh, Elliot, you are at the top with seventy points. Uh, Polly, you're in second with sixty-five, and then I'm slowly gaining some ground. I have fifty-six. So yay! All right, Elliot. 
Let's put him in the rear view this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got two About time we do that. Two scores correct. That's uh Are we entering match day nine or match day we're entering match day ten, right? right? Ten, yeah. Yes. Match day ten. So is two the most so far? As far as the correct scores? Point. In a single week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yes. Okay, well I always have that at least. Uh, yeah, tied, so... tied both of us. Yeah. So, um, first up then, Sunderland against Arsenal. I mean, Sun- I mean Sunderland won't. No, they. I can't pick them to score in this one even. Um, <laughs> they are the home team. I don't care. They're awful and they don't yeah. score. Uh, three nothing Arsenal. Mm, I'm going to be slightly more conservative, but I'm still picking the same way. 2-0 to the Arsenal. I think, Paulie, you're the only one who's ever picked Sunderland to win a game so far, right? Yeah, but that was probably at the beginning of the season. It was like two weeks ago. Uh, I just I just Googled Jermaine Defoe goals versus Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and, the first thing that, uh, and the first thing that came up is Jermaine Defoe's awful record versus Arsenal. So, yeah, I'm not going to pick Sunderland to score. I actually – I have the benefit since this wasn't published yet. I could actually change my picks. But I wrote 3-0, <laughs> and I'm going to stick with it. So, unfortunately, I have to go with Seb. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. 30 nothing. No, 3-0. Uh, yeah. uh, what did Elliot do? He did 2-0, right? Yeah. 2-0, yep. Okay, then we got Manchester United against Burnley. Um yeah, United coming off that one nothing win over Manchester City, so at least they'll have some some good feeling coming into this one. It's not a turf more, so two one Manchester United. Oh no 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 wait 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 wait. <laughs> now I'm seeing that Stephen DeFore is questionable for Burnley. He, uh, nah, oh, I'll go. Oh, picks two in, one. picks in, picks locked. Elliot go. <laughs> Um, frankly, Burnley can run me out, and it's not going to make a difference if Jose Mourinho gets this gets this lineup wrong. But yeah, Elliot, I, go I'm going to say two 0 Manu. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem: Jose Mourinho is going to replace Carrick in the team with Fellaini because the guy is small-brained. Oh, he now he has should, a ginger afro. What he should do, what he should do is he should rest Zlatan in this game. Let Rashford, Martial, and Lingard. Just run at the three of these guys. Keep Zlatan fully rested for the Europa League match against Feyenoord this week. I know. I'm not even kidding about that. Go after the Europa League this week because the name of the game should be to allow to win the group as fast as possible so you could avoid sending any of your first-team players to the Ukraine in that final group stage match. So uh, take this trip to Feyenoord seriously. Uh, rest Zlatan in this game. He's not going to do that. He's probably going to play Fellaini, but I'll play it safe and go 2-0. Okay. Then we got Tottenham against Leicester at White Hart Lane. <sighs> hmm. Walt's birthday. Don't... Nah, Leicester's going to win it. 2-1. Ooh. Yep. <sighs> Boy. Man, you're stealing my thunder, Seb. <laughs> I I think that Leicester and 
I think Ranieri fields as strong a squad as possible. Tottenham fields a strong team, but maybe Pochettino is tempted to keep a couple back for the Champions League. And I don't, I don't think I see Leicester winning this one, but I do think they're going to get a draw. I'm going to say 1-1. Leicester and Tottenham pretty much only play 1-1 draws, so that's where I'm going. <laughs> they tied 1-1 in both their games last year. Yeah. And the FA Cup is like a 1-0 win, so mm. 1-1. Then we got Middlesbrough against Bournemouth. Bournemouth coming off a uh, hard-fought draw against Tottenham. Before that, they put six on Hull, whereas Middlesbrough, they have... Um, Just get to your pick, man. Also... It's just buying hard, time. Hard, hard fought draw against Arsenal there, scoreless. Hmm. Um, yeah, scoreless draw. That's what you're going with. Yeah, 0 0. Interesting. So I was going to be the first one to nail, like to have the ball pick a scoreless draw. And it's going to pay off in his favor. You know, last week I skewed all of Seb's picks, but this time I'm going to be on the Seb bandwagon. I'm going to say nil nil too. I'm going to say. Bournemouth's last two games, 6-1 win against Crappy Hull. Hard fought, pretty good result, nil-nil draw against Tottenham. They're playing better than you think they are. Middlesbrough's, their draw against Arsenal, more of an aberration. Bournemouth goes in there and gets a 2-1 win. All right. And then we got Watford against Hull. I know Paulie really wanted to talk about this one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Watford, they're coming off a scoreless draw against Swansea, and before that they had a one nothing win over Middlesbrough. I mean, it's kind of fallen... I'm going 2-0 going Watford. I'm just going to... Uh, yeah. Okay. No explanation offered. That's what I'm doing. Hull took a 2-1 win over Bristol City in the EFL Cup, and before that they... Uh, We're on to the picks, Seb. We're on to the picks. They shipped a lot of goals, man. Uh, 3-1 Watford. Uh, 2-1 Watford. Then. Because, no, because no one keeps coin sheets anymore. So 2-0. Then we got Mucky West Brom against Manchester City at the Hawthorns. Can they do it again? I, I kind of want to see this bad streak continue for City. Um, I would love to see this bad streak continue for City. Especially see. since I Chill predicted out. this was going to happen back in May. Let's see. Is De Bruyne back or no? Yeah, that, actually, so. that actually yeah. plays a part. He is. Does oh. it though? Yeah, he's back. It does, because I feel like he's their best player. And he's the one yeah, who's... So is Aguero, and Aguero's the... not scoring either. And Aguero's well, not scoring. He and Nacho's not scoring. The Bruyne is the one who's going to set up Aguero. Let's go one the nothing. The Bruyne's been back for a while, and they still have been winning. one nothing Manchester City. But I'm happy if I'm wrong. In the other direction. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. If it's a West Brom win or a draw, I will be delighted. I will happily give up those points. Mm, yeah, I... I even... Tony Pulis, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Man City. I actually picked this 
when I did it, I picked it from the Manchester City side. I kind of forgot about the West Brom rules. Um, but I still said 1-0 because City's problems are more internal. You know, like, yeah. no, like, yeah, De Bruyne was hurt for a bit, but they were fine without him. And then he came back. Gundogan's gotten his back. They've been healthy other than this De Bruyne injury, and they're still just not winning. Their problems are more internal than playing against teams that are mucking it up. So I just figured they'll find a way to get that one goal. They'll find a way to keep West Brom off the board. I forgot that the that this result actually just plays into the West Brom rules. I mean, they are without Pablo Sabaleta. How long has he been gone? Is there a correlation there? Without Sabaleta, they lose or they don't win? Oh, mm. not my... Uh... Could be one of those weird quirky things. Give me one second. I don't know how fast my computer's going to be able to boot this up, but... <laughs> you can hear it, like, churning in the background. Pablo Sabaleta's only missed two games oh okay well that ruins that theory crystal palace they play host to liverpool liverpool running high jurgen klopp getting some praise from sir alex that he doesn't know if he's allowed to accept yes that, that was hilarious that was, well that was klopp literally making fun of the media and yes. kudos to him for yeah. it. it's just another one of the reasons why i love jurgen klopp also the way he said it, the way he went, look, Sir Alex Ferguson didn't go outside on his front stoop and say, hey, I have something to say about <laughs> Liverpool, which is just hilarious because it's so true. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, the reporters asked him a question like, oh, how do you feel about Liverpool yeah. and the way they're playing this year? And I said the same thing last week. They're playing freaking unbelievable. Yeah. So, like, it's just, you know, I have eyes. I could see it. Sir Alex Ferguson, he has eyes. He could see it. Anybody has, who has eyes could see that Liverpool are playing well. Um, Christian Benteke is going to score in this, a goal in this game now. Oh, well, in that case, it's going to be 3-1 to one Liverpool. Jeez, Seb, are you reading my thing? Nope. Did you already read it? Nope, <laughs> I have not down? read your thing. 3-1 to one Liverpool. Yeah, 3-1. Benteke mm. gets the goal, but but that's that's where the fun stops. Uh, I'm just going to – I got to try to be different. I'm going to say 2-0 Liverpool. I would have played defense on that one if I were you. Mm-hmm. Check that lead. Yep. Okay, then we got Everton against West Ham. Uh, we'll see if the West Ham fans do any damage on the road. They don't need to do damage on the road. West Ham, we're always a good road team. We're not promoting violence throughout England here, No, Seb. we are not. We're definitely not doing that. Uh, behave, people. Behave. Uh, yeah, Everton, I mean, Lukaku is in good form. West Ham, though, they have been playing better. I'm going to go 2-2 two, two draw. Mm, yeah, West Ham on the road. Uh, God, I hate that I like the sound of a 2-2 two, two draw, but I'm not sure I'm ready to say that. I'm going to go 3-2 Everton. I was going to say, you can say 1-1. One, one. <laughs> no, nah, they're going to be more goals than that in this. Look, the bottom line is their fans have gotten behind them. They've so they've started to win some home games. They've gotten their swagger back. And Everton, while a couple weeks ago they were sneaky at the second, they were sneaky second in the table. Since then, they've sneaky been like one of the worst teams in the league. They just they can't buy a result. So I think West Ham will come with their swagger and they win two one. Yeah, they had a heartbreak against Burnley there last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a rough one. Southampton they take on Chelsea. Chelsea 
don't concede goals. They're not going to score too many in this, though. It's going to be one nothing Chelsea. Elliot? Mm, 2-1 Chelsea. Suckers bets. Both of you. <laughs> the suckers bets. You're Those looking at Chelsea. Now. You're looking at Chelsea annihilating. Annihilating Manchester United last week, which was partially because Chelsea were good and partially because Manchester United were really, really bad. But you always have to be aware of the team that looks just a little bit too good the previous week. You have to remember Southampton are very good defensively. You have to remember Southampton have the longest streak of scoring goals in home games. It's a 1-1 draw. We'll see if you get to eat those words. Then, last game. Be careful about teams that look a little bit too good. Unless they're Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid or Barcelona, because all they do is win. Uh, yeah, Stouk, Stouk, Stoke. Stouk? Stouk? I don't know. Maybe Stouk that's, is maybe, maybe that's how they say it. You know, I don't know their particular accent up there, but. Uh, they don't. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably not. Uh, yeah, Stoke taking on Bob Bradley's Swansea, as it's known from here and forth. Um, I mean, I kind of want to give him his first win, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Stoke. Mm, Shakiri. Hmm. 3-1 Stoke. Thank God. 2-0 Stoke. Oh, now I even feel better about my pick. Uh-huh. Yeah, few rules in life. One of them, don't bet against a rounding into form Stoke at home on a weeknight. 2-0. Well, on a humid weeknight too, right? Well, I didn't I didn't take that into account when I made the rule, <laughs> which was that at like 11.30 p.m. last night when I was I, exhausted. I was going to say, don't you check weather forecast for all these games? I do not. <laughs> man, oh, I just man. assume – I assume – Cloudy and probably raining. I'm te- I'm telling you, there's some like super whiz who bets on all these games who has all that info. Of course, of course, the sharps. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's our scoring predictions. Before we sign off, we're gonna have our final thoughts. And uh, Elliot, you get to start. Ah, I get to start, huh? Um. So one thing that we didn't talk touch on, we talked about the Arsenal Sunderland game. I think because. All of us see that going the same way, but is that Arsenal will be without Lucas Perez for the better part of the next two months, if not a full two months. Um, Arsene Wenger was a little frustrated by the challenge that has seen him off from injury. It's pretty tough for him because he's struggled to break into this team, and you know I don't know that we've really given him a fair shake yet, but it's going to be really hard, especially if Olivier Giroud can get into some form because he's just now himself coming back from injury. So I think that that'll be interesting how, you know, the battle for supporting cast striker goes between the two of them. But I've been saying it the last few weeks. And the one thing that is a sure thing for Arsenal is Alex Awobi. He's not the first name on the team sheet, but his place is as solid as anyone else. And that's starting 11 right now. Well, I thought it was kind of funny. David Moyes, he got sent up to the stands uh, in the League Cup defeat, and uh, he didn't even know the name of the referee that sent him off. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Oh, nothing's going right for him. Nope. <laughs> so uh, uh, poor poor something. old Chris Cavanaugh. I'm gonna do something real 
very rare here. I'm going to actually bring up the three letters that I hate. MLS. Oh, God. I, I am very happy that Toronto FC advanced to the playoffs, and I will be rooting for them there because the more games they play, the more chances Josie Altidore has to get hurt. And therefore, miss the Mexico game. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Well, there you have it. We'll talk to you again. Hollywood, Julian Green, 2016. Yeah. Candidacy. Yeah, Bob. I mean, Bobby right Wood Right partnership is, and candidacy. Yeah, Bobby Wood has done, you know, okay. Uh, Hamburg is struggling mildly. Okay, let's just go with the recent history. The Americans... With the aside, aside from the fact that Christian Pulisic uh, missed the game because he was sick with the flu or something like that, the Americans owned the DFB Cup this week. Yeah. Johnson, Wood, uh, and Green all scoring goals. Four goals between the three of them. Good for them. Yeah. With that, we'll say goodbye. We'll talk to you again after the weekend. Until then, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Paulie's P. Questel WFAN. <laughs> and Elliot and his bike shorts is Keith was better. (laughs) So have a good one. Bye.